Welcome to Clarity to Launch, the podcast. I'm your host, Natanya Bravo, founder of the Bravo Life, business and mindset coach, and a woman on a mission to help you acknowledge that internal whisper and gain the clarity you need to launch a life you truly love. Years ago, I followed my own whisper and took a leap of faith, leaving behind a six-figure salary and everything I knew to fulfill a one-day dream of moving to Paris. That one tough decision led me to creating a seven-figure business, marrying the love of my life, and helping thousands of women use their passions to uncover their purpose and create the income and impact they were born to. It all boiled down to one decision. Was I going to keep telling myself one day or make today day one? Now it's your turn to decide. Clarity to Launch is here to give you the tools you need to guide you along the way. All you have to do is decide. So are you ready? It's time to launch the life you were born to live. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Clarity to Launch. Today, I am joined by Shelly Bosworth, a business mindset coach who helps ambitious women get out of their own heads and out of their own way. You know that is my favorite saying, to achieve their goals. Shelly's on a mission to really help women understand the power of their mindset, their beliefs, and how awareness and action can literally propel your life both personally and professionally. Shelly, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm excited to hear more about you and your story. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here and always always love sharing my story, but to inspire others. Yes, definitely. So I know that you have a background, you had a full career in life before becoming a, a business and mindset coach. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you ended up doing the work you do today? Yeah, let me give you the short version because I'm, I'm I'm getting on a bit, so we could be here for days otherwise. So, <laughs> uh, so my background, full corporate, 25 years in the corporate world. Uh, I had no great desire to run my own business. So this wasn't some secret that secret desire that I harbored all along. I was very happy in the corporate world. I mean, I worked too hard and I definitely hit the burnout a few times, but standard societal upbringing, you know, work hard at school, do well in your exams, get a good job to have the nice house, et cetera, et cetera. And those were all the things on my list. I wanted a nice house, a nice car, nice holidays, nice handbags, you know, nice stuff. Yep. And that's what I worked very, very hard for. I was ambitious. I was definitely an ambitious female. I think I had a fair bit to prove, although I didn't necessarily realize it at the time. Um, was very clear I wasn't getting married and I wasn't having children. Mm-hmm. So that was it. I was off. I was going to absolutely climb that ladder, achieve great things and have all this wonderful stuff. And I did do that to a point. Um so fast forward, I worked for a number of um, big UK businesses. Some of them were global, um, but certainly here in the UK, people would know the business I worked for. I worked in operations. I climbed that ladder, had some big roles. And my last role, um, I was working for a very well-known UK holiday operator. I was head of their entire food and beverage business. So I had about 3,000 employees across the UK and a team of about 20 in the office. And I was happy. I was going to the seaside. I was eating and drinking lots in food and beverage, had an amazing team, earning all the money that I was hoping to earn, you know, doing very, very well. Anyway, about, I have to remember now that I've been doing this a few years, so I need to remember the years have moved on. (laughs) So it's probably 
eight years, I, I do know exactly that number. So, so let's say eight years ago, met my husband. Remember, I was never getting oh, married. Oh, and so, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I thought that like many of us, I'd bounced in and out of some relationships yeah. that hadn't clearly worked out. And, and then I met my husband. And and I will say now, best, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me was meeting my husband. So oh. he is, he is a, he's a good one. I've, I've done well there. So we met, um, we knew, we met through work and clearly he became my husband and that started to change the trajectory of my life and I'll explain how so um I'm a little bit older than him we uh we got married and four days after our wedding my father-in-law so my husband's father was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's Mm. now it wasn't like a complete surprise we knew something wasn't right that's why he was having tests and and consult meeting with consultants but we weren't expecting that diagnosis so that was four days after our wedding as I say um and the reality is that he deteriorated very quickly so within three years he was in a home he wasn't capable of doing anything for himself he didn't know who any of us were and sadly he passed away in 2018. Mm. Now, in that period of time, my in-laws lived in Italy. Uh, when my husband and I got together, they retired. They were living their dream. They came back to the UK. And of course, during that time, we a huge part of our life was about supporting the family. And I guess it really put into perspective this, this life we've been living of working very long hours and really working to live. Um, and, and that was the first time we really started to pay attention to that. And, and it was difficult because we weren't miserable in our jobs. I keep saying right. that because so many people were like, I was so unhappy at work. We weren't, but we were questioning kind of life really. Yeah. And, and so when my father-in-law passed away in 2018, I had started working with a coach myself. So I'd also turned 40 and I'd had a health scare of my own. So this had all happened. I'd turned 40. I'd had a health scare. My father-in-law had deteriorated very, very quickly. And he was still very young. And so I personally, my questions were bigger and louder than my husband's because, mm. as I said, I'm a little bit older than him. And I couldn't ignore the questions. I couldn't ignore the, where am I going? What am I trying to do here? What do I do when I get to the top of this ladder that I've been climbing mm. forever? And actually, will that be enough? And what? And so all these questions were getting louder. So as I say, I worked with a coach and I answered some of my questions, but I I came out with an answer I wasn't looking for. And that was, I want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) So I worked with this guy and I, as I said, I had big teams of people. So the best thing about all the work I did was people. I loved developing, supporting, helping people see potential in themselves that they didn't see, helping them just be the best that they could possibly be. And so actually it all suddenly started to slot into place. I was coaching in the workplace, but I wasn't coaching per se I was I, so I wanted to learn that skill I worked with this coach and I thought that's what I want to do I want to help people work that work out what they want to do I want to help people realize they can do anything they want to do and so I decided to train um, as a coach still in my corporate role and I wanted to do it properly so I did a, a diploma in personal performance life coaching and I qualified in 2019 now my father-in-law had passed away in the June of 2018 Uh, About nine months after that, my mother-in-law was diagnosed with terminal cancer Mm. and she passed away in June 2019, Mm. 11 weeks and six days after my father-in-law. So we said goodbye to both of my in-laws in less than 12 months. In that period of time, I had qualified as a coach as well. We had clearly gone through a massive journey as a couple, as a family, et cetera, et cetera. And the output of that was I'd qualified. I'd set this business up on the side. 
And you know, I got a 25 year career. I was, you know, I've got a three year business plan. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna do this, and then in three years, darling, I, this is what I want to do, and we'll travel the world and all that stuff. I left my corporate career six months later, and I and I kind of fast forwarded a little bit there, but essentially, all that we've been through um, just got us just questioning absolutely everything and kind of saying life is too short, life is too precious. And actually, it was my husband that said, if you don't do it now, will you really do it? Yeah, and if we've not learned anything in the last two years, then what's it all been for? So he was a good shove out the front door, so to speak. But also, that was a very scary moment that there was no more excuses when you're given kind of that permission. Um, you can't hide anymore. It's like you know the only the only person holding you back now is yourself. Right. And so I resigned and I left my that corporate role and walked out of the office, a corporate office, for the last time in December 2019. And I was ready for a new year, a new decade, a new chapter, a new career. January 2020, here I come. And then, of course, the world went mad in the March of 2020, Mm. which was not part of my business plan, I can tell you. (laughs) Um, And um, definitely had to rethink things. It definitely meant approach my approach to launching my business shifted quite significantly. I had a total panic and was like, do I just go back? To corporate like it's not too late I could turn this around I can go back uh thankfully as I said my husband's a keeper he was very supportive he was like no I just did keep going to this now none of us expected the pandemic to go on for two years uh we certainly didn't expect my husband to then get made redundant in the summer of 2020 um so that threw another curveball at us and in that period was where I really started to work on mindset so I naturally came out of corporate and really thought I would coach women who wanted to leave corporate jobs and start yeah. their own business in that journey, I'd learned all this stuff about limited beliefs. I'd finally worked out what imposter syndrome was all about and the power of my mindset. And I'd been really working on that and really, I suppose, I just become, became more and more passionate. Um, it was a, a godsend when my husband was made redundant, but it also became just became part of my mission because actually, why didn't I know this stuff? Why had no one told me about this? Why had no one told me that I'd got load of limiting beliefs and actually I could do something about them and so I became obsessed with wanting to share what I was learning with as many people as I could and that's gone on to form a huge amount of the work I do with the women I work with Um, and largely I work with female entrepreneurs I do work with women from the corporate space as you can probably imagine because of my background Um, but it's all about helping women understand the power of their mindset and understand that you can do something with that you can do something about it you do not you do not have to be what you've always been you can change that um, and you can achieve your goals and I'm pretty straight talking I'm very action driven um, so bring those two pieces together. I'm all about what are we going to do? How are we going to get you believing you can do it? And then let's make that happen. Yeah. And, and here I am two and a half years later uh, with many wobbles along the way, wondering if I'd make it to here. But I'm here and, and loving every single moment of it. I feel, feel blessed every single day that I get to do this. Amazing. That's the short version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. There was so much that you said there, but one of the things that got me thinking is I work with a lot of, in my group programs, new and aspiring coaches and consultants. Mm-hmm. And I would say we've had probably about 900 people go through our program in the last two years. And 
you know, lots of success stories, lots of people that have their moments of self-doubt and all the things that you were talking about, imposter syndrome, all of that obviously comes up when you're starting something that was once an idea in your head and now you're putting it out into the world. And not only that, it's not like a, you and I know, it's not like a t-shirt where you're selling a product, you're selling basically you, which is very uncomfortable for most people. (laughs) Um, And one of the things I always say is like, honestly, the only thing in between you and where everyone you want to go will be you like that. Yeah. There will be circumstances. There will be things that happen, but really the only roadblock will be you. So I'd love if you could share for someone who maybe even hasn't had any, what they would define as success yet in this thing that they're trying to bring to life. And they're like, maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I should just lean back into my full-time job. I've tried all the different quote unquote strategies and sure they worked for so-and-so, but it's not working for me. What, how can they like get started? How can they get that momentum to keep wanting to try when they've already been trying? It's been months. They're spending all these hours posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram, doing oh, all we've the We've all things. been there, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it in you. Yeah. 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 Been there. Yeah. Been that person. <laughs> Gosh, what a question. Um, I don't know if there's one thing, so I'm going to give a couple of answers if that's okay. So from my experience, first of all, um, it absolutely all starts with why. Why why did you make the decision to do it in the first place? What's your reason? And I know we hear that terminology, what's your why? She says with inverted comma, I think it's going up in the air. Um, But it's so important. Be really clear why you did this in the first place. and And I call it the so that. What's your so that? Where are you, where is this taking you to, or more importantly, take what, what person are you trying to become? So mm-hmm. that, that's the first thing, because that's, that's what keeps me going on the really tough days, reminding myself why I started this journey and where I'm trying to get to, because where I was, wasn't going to get me to where I really want to get to. And that's shifted and changed for me over the years, but you know, and, and it can, it can absolutely change, but be clear about where you're trying to get to and, and why that matters to you. I guess my second answer is as well, and it's a bit of a double answer. Do you know what? Try the things. Life is an experiment and business is one great big experiment. There is no golden bullet, not for any one of us. We'll find the things that work for us, but no one can tell you the thing that's going to work for you because it's about you, particularly in the coaching world. You know, we can all coach. We can all we could all coach the same people. You and I had a conversation just before we came on. We do the same stuff. But I bet we do it differently or slightly differently because we're us. And so there isn't a golden nugget that someone can give you. And that's why I I always say to myself, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Give it a go. But but bloody hell, learn from it. And that's the third part of the answer here in that there is so much noise around us and we can get really caught up in lots of different shiny things. And like, oh, my God, I should do that. And they're doing it. Oh, my God, should I do that? Actually, do you know what? Stay in your lane. Try the thing but learn from the thing before you move on to something else, because it might not be the thing that's wrong. It might be one tiny element of something that didn't work for you. And there might be a whole host of stuff that did work and, and actually keep it simple. I mean, it's just, it's such a noisy arena and it's so easy to get distracted. And then that is when, and I've definitely been here, I've tried, I've just you know, thrown spaghetti at the walls. I've, you know, I've literally thought, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be doing it. And I'm not doing any of it well. And the biggest turning point for me was, was really kind of going, actually, what do I want to be known for? What's, you know, what's my signature way of working? And, and I've therefore been able to become famous for that. And you just said, you know, 900 women have been through your program. 
think I know what your signature way of working is. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that, that you know, that, 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 that those around you know exactly how the best way to work with you. And there's so much power in that. And I see it all the time. I see it with so many of the women I work with. They, they think something hasn't worked way too quickly, so they try something else mm-hmm. rather than really digging into, actually, did it really not work? Did a part of it not work? Did you give it long enough to work? Yeah. What do you learn from that? So, yeah. Just, so just I'm going to ask a somewhat annoying question because I know someone <laughs> this. So at <laughs> what point do you know, no, this just, I should just stop this strategy or altogether, is there a moment where someone should say, maybe this lane really isn't for me? And how can someone check in with themselves to know either or? That's a great question. I think, I think there's a bit around how does it feel? Sounds a bit of a fluffy answer, but I, I, I genuinely believe sometimes we know when we're not on the right track. Yeah. It just isn't feeling right. You know, if you're, if it's fee- for me personally, if it's feeling like really, really hard work and I'm not getting the results, and they're two different things. Mm. So it might be hard work to get results, but when something feels like a real slog and I'm not getting the results, then I know we're not, we're not in alignment. I work down hard and some things are hard work, but I get the results and actually I get the results for my clients too. And that there's a real, there's a difference there about what's hard work and what feels out of alignment hard work. I guess mm. that, that that's the first thing I'd say. Don't flog a dead horse. No, I'm not definitely not saying that, <laughs> but, but I see people literally fortnightly changing what they're going to try. Cause mm. you know, I popped that out and I gave it two weeks and, you know, I live by the mantra when it comes to social media and marketing, you know, which I am not the biggest fan. That's not my, that's not my zone of genius. Okay. Marketing is not my zone of genius. And I get really worried about seeing people off by saying the same thing over and over. And I have to remind myself, the only person that sees 100% of anything I say is me. Is you. Yeah. I say that to my clients all the time. Like, uh, all the most time. people and haven't I do, seen I it, I promise. No, absolutely. <laughs> Which is why they've not bought it yet. And yeah. gave up at time number three. And, and I actually, I'll, I'll share a really good example. Actually, I had a client. And I'd, I, you know, I was on the email trail, you know, we were probably on email number seven or eight. And I'm literally hovering over that button, like, they're just going to be so frustrated with me. But, you know, we've got two more days. It's, this is happening in two days. And I want to give them that last chance. And I had a client email me back and say, thank you. Every time this email comes through, I mean to do it. I mean to book my spot. And something comes along or one of the kids says, yeah. and, I, and I haven't got around to doing it. So actually that, you know, that one little example, because actually you only have to make a difference to one person and you're doing you're doing your job well yeah that's my view I want to make a difference to huge amounts of people but if I get to one then this is worth it and that's my little reminder that's my little piece of evidence that one lady saying that to me and I'm holding on to that one and I've had other examples since but it's such a great one so yes the only person that's seeing 100% of what you're doing is you and actually are you doing everything you can to make that thing that you want to work work Mm. because that don't come out with regret know that you've thrown everything you can at it if this is something you're really passionate about don't go to bed tonight going right you know I I, could have you know what if I'd just done you know that's the bit when you get to that stage of I genuinely don't think there's anything anything left for me to do and I'm not again like I said don't flog a dead horse but just ask check in with yourself because Mm. we stand in our own way yeah and that fear of so many things can often be the reason that we don't get the results we want. It's not because it's not a great offer we've got. It's because mm-hmm. we don't share what a great offer it is. 
wouldn't yeah. portray what a great actor is. Does that answer the question? That was a tough yeah. question, Madam. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was a no, good question. I've heard that question so many times. I know yeah, it's a great question. Um, and as you were talking about the email you were sending, it reminded me, I just shared, I we, we host empowerment retreats and we just sold out our Italy retreat that's happening next month. And so we've had retreats sell out in two weeks. This one took nine months. And so it was nine months of emailing, of podcasting, of talking about it in person, of posting on stories every day. And I was talking about the same thing over and over again. And the last person that signed up, she's been on my list the entire time. She's actually a prior client of mine. She's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were doing that. She follows me on social media. I didn't know you were doing this. I just <laughs> and paid in full. And it's like just <laughs> such evidence. I literally, I've been talking about this for almost a year on every platform possible. And she's you know, it's, seen it. <laughs> you know, there it is. There, do you know the other thing that just popped in my head when you were saying that as well? It's, um, you know, I guess the question is the definition of what means it hasn't worked. Yeah. So if, you know, if we're talking total tumbleweed, you've been banging on for weeks and no one has picked up on, you know, has, has even entered in, then, okay, you may want to be looking at a, something's not resonating here. But but I think too often, and I don't know, I'm sure you see this with your clients too, you know, I have a client saying that they're putting so much expectation on themselves to hit massive numbers with everything and yeah. straight away. And, we, you know, it's great when we get to those levels. But I remember, so total honesty, the very first program I put out three people signed up mm-hmm. but you know what I still run that program for those three people no but that's and three is incredible I've had exactly but at the time but at the, but at the time I remember being like you know all these people all these people are having these huge launches what did I not do right yeah I followed all the steps I've done all the things I didn't do those are three amazing through. people who said yes three amazing women who are still yeah. in my world now mm-hmm. who got so much out of that. and that's my point if one person steps forward, then it's it's not a bad thing. It's you, you know you've got it right. Yeah. And and who we just get very caught up because there is so much around us. And I, yeah. I know we all do. And we all want to do when we want to share our message. But actually just kind of check in with yourself about what's what's the success you're looking for. And actually there is no such thing as failure because the only failure is not doing it. I was um thinking about this meme I saw the other day, remind me as you were talking of you know, I think sometimes the online world has skewed our ability to to discern like what's normal and what's not normal. If some people are like, oh, I only got 10 likes. And it's like, if 10 people came up to you today and said, I like your outfit. I like your address. I like your smile. I like your, you would actually be overwhelmed. Like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I love this. (laughs) Yes. I love this analogy. I had this conversation with somebody about reels. Yeah, My My reels are bombing. They're only getting a hundred views. That's why a hundred people came into the room right now and said, Hey, I like what you're doing. Yeah. You you would yeah. be like, wow, yeah. what's going on? But no. And the same thing with the three people, right? There are three people that have said yes to you, yes to paying their hard-earned money towards you, absolutely spending their time with you. Like that is three incredible people. I think the other thing that came up as you were talking, especially especially for people who are just getting started, they'll say, Well, I've been posting about this for a month and no one has signed up. And what I usually see when they said that is they're not really posting about it. They're writing a post with some story about something. And then there'll be some little tiny line that vaguely kind of <laughs> mentions that maybe there's something there. Maybe there's me. not. <laughs> and they're like, I was me in my first few months. Definitely. Or like, they're like, I did a live. And I talked about it, but it's literally the last sentence of the live that 
who knows if everyone watched that far and you're like, I don't think anyone knows that you're promoting anything right now. I, do, do you know what? I remember I maybe in a podcast or, you know, just that, that, that part around they can't buy if they don't know. Yeah. And you've got to make it so explicit and so simple. And that was definitely me in the beginning. There was like, well, to be honest, I was so busy. P.S. Yeah, a little, yeah, it was practically like tiny, tiny print. P.S. If you'd like to, <laughs> and and look, I I get it. You know, it can feel really scary. It can, you know, we get ourselves all worked up about being icky and salesy, don't we? And you know what, I I kind of go, do you know what? Get let go of the salesy word. This isn't about selling. This is about this is about helping people. This is about serving others, and they need you. Those people need you. And if they don't know that you can help them, then actually you're doing them a disservice because they're waiting for you to say, hey, I've got what you need. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I was definitely that woman, probably for the first six months or so. I think like just being really nice. It, right? and, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And but we think what? we're actually selling. And I hear my yeah. clients, they're like, no, I've posted, I've done this. And I'm like, let me see the post. Where I don't even know what you what you're talking about here. <laughs> like what? Well, it's that bit about make it really easy. Yeah, like make it really easy for me to buy from you. Funny yeah. enough, I was listening to uh, I'm sure you you were a listener and a, and a fan too. I was listening to Denise to, to Teeth in Denise Duffield Thomas, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was an excerpt from an old one, but she was saying that she went through like like her Facebook group and she basically just randomly started buying so she went and onto loads and loads of people's websites to buy what they have to offer and she said actually the amount of people where she gave up because it was just so difficult to buy yeah. you know there wasn't a button to even click on or you know I wasn't clear what I was even buying and actually that really got me thinking about that that piece where you just got to make it so easy and so explicit and and we just have to get over ourselves back yeah. to what that phrase we have to get out of here our heads get out our own way and just detach from the outcome, Pop, put it out there, let the world know what you've got to offer and let people make the decision whether they're going to step forward to you. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite practice for a limiting belief that pops up during your day? How do you handle that? So I have a really simple methodology. Um, I call it, I, I call it the three C's. It's as simple as catch it, challenge it, change it. So the first step of anything, so my mantra, anyone that works with me starts giggling when I say this, my absolute mantra is awareness is the first step of change. And so many of us don't have that awareness because we're not taught to have that. And I don't mean that rudely to anybody. We just kind of push on through life. We don't really pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves or anything. So when you say kind of how, what's my process, that's after you know a lot of work, ongoing work to catch it in the first place, to even notice it's happening because we do not notice it's happening. So that's my first stage, kind of just really pay attention to the things you're saying to yourself, catch those things you're saying. And look, you know, beliefs can be good. It's the ones that are holding you back. You gotta listen out for the ones where you're kind of saying you can't, you're not able, you're rubbish, et cetera, et cetera. We all say those things. I still do it now. I catch myself in the kitchen earlier on, called myself stupid because I'd just done something silly. In the, there you go, look, silly, silly in the kitchen. Mm. And actually, to court it and then challenge it. So I'm very happy to admit, I talk to myself quite a lot. We all do. We don't just don't all admit it. <laughs> and actually I actively say, no, that's not true. So I, I actively consciously say to myself, is that true what you just said? It's not true. So I'm all about that challenge is about identifying that what you're saying is not necessarily true. In fact, more often than not, it's not true. It might have been true once in an instant, but that does not mean it's true forever. 
Mm. And then making that decision that says, I'm going to change that. So, you know, use that really simple example of literally today this has happened. And I did. I said, you're so stupid. Uh -uh. No, I'm not stupid. I may have just done something that was a little bit silly, but I am not stupid. Right. I am a very intelligent woman who just happened to drop something when she was in the kitchen. <laughs> and it's just that. And, and that's what I mean about how simple this can be, but it's that awareness that's the starting point. Now, look, we know limiting beliefs can go so much deeper than that. Yeah. But it's really, it's, it's catch it, challenge it. Is that really true? That thing you're saying, where's the, where's the evidence that says that's true? And then make a decision. We're making decisions all day, every day about ourselves, make better ones, make better decisions to change that thought process. I'm not saying lie to yourself. I'm saying allow yourself to believe yeah. that something else could be true. Love it. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. And I would love if you could share where everyone can find you, learn more about you, catch up with what you're doing. Thank you. I, I love that. Thank you very much for the opportunity. So I feel like everyone's going to go, let's have a look at how good she is in terms of what she says. So, <laughs> so there's a, I'm very easy to find. Uh, Shelly Bosworth Coaching is my business and that is my name across the socials. So I, I'm on Insta every single day, multiple times a day supporting you know giving people a bit of kick up the ass but definitely they're letting you know how you can work with me as well i do have a free facebook group the successful ladies escape lounge if anyone wants to come over, over there again it's daily inspi inspiring inspiring motivating and kicking us up the butt to get out of our own way um, and then i run a, a a mindset mastermind as i call it which is about helping people take those first steps to really understand the power of their mindset and how that can literally propel their lives it doesn't have to hold you back awesome. so come find me Shelly Bosworth coaching yes we will link all of that in the thank show you. notes thank you so much for being here thanks everyone for listening and we will chat next week I hope this episode gives you more clarity and proof that you can create a life you truly love be sure to subscribe rate and review so we can continue to connect and serve those who are ready to use their ideas and experiences to positively impact the lives of others. If you want to connect more, follow me on Instagram at The Bravo Life.